friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach. I know sometimes you doubt if you are truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own. I know that you are praying for a way to know the difference and to be confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word. If you are ready to grow in your faith and your identity in Christ and to confidently step into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, have you been feeling isolated in your walk with God? We have just come out of a long period of quarantine and isolation, and it can sometimes feel difficult to be connected to each other. And in fact, the enemy wants us to feel that way. I want you to realize that there are other believers that are feeling the same thing, longing to feel more connected to not only God, but to each other. I want to invite you over to my free Facebook community where we can connect with each other, talk through some of our struggles, encourage each other, and pray for each other. On Facebook, look for the She Hears Hearing Jesus podcast community page. Hey everyone, welcome to the Hearing Jesus podcast. I'm so excited that you decided to try me again and come hang out with me for a little bit. Um, I hope you guys had a great week. I was praying for you. As I started seeing people playing the previous podcast, I just got so excited because uh, I, I really want this to be a place where we can connect and just listen to God and learn together. So what I thought t- we would do today is kind of take a look at the season of almost like waiting that we all seem to be in. I don't know if you guys are feeling that way, but as people are starting to get vaccinated and the government's starting to loosen things up, um, I don't know how it is where you are, but where I'm at in Pennsylvania, things are slowly starting to open back up. Restrictions and things like that are are getting lifted. So it's still like this this waiting pattern that we've been in though. And waiting is incredibly hard for me. And I, I think for most people waiting is hard, especially now that we have this culture of uh, you know, just instant everything. You know, we have a fast food culture and even um, you know, like TikTok is is one of the more popular social medias um because it's just like this constant source of new, new, new content. And so I think what that has done for us as a culture is bred this inability to wait for anything. And waiting is not bad. I mean, in fact, a lot of times waiting time becomes training time. But I have always kind of struggled with waiting. Um, You know, this last year and this year is no exception. It just kind of made things, you know, worse for those of us that, that don't like to wait. But I was thinking back to a time, um, a couple, this was a couple years ago where it's like this time of year, I always struggle because it's not quite spring. Like we might have a couple nice days and actually where I'm at, we're having 75 degrees day, 75 degree days today and yesterday. And I think tomorrow, and that is deceiving because of course we're outside and we're taking walks and uh, I have some flowers starting to poke up, but it's going to drop back down to 23 next week. And so even that, it's just kind of like, haha, I fooled you. Um, you know, we're kind of in this place of like wanting to chomp at the bit to, to move into the next season. And we have been in a season uh, where we have just been still for a lot of us. A lot of things were put on hold. A lot of us were, 
you know, we had had plans canceled. I had, I think, three or four missions trips canceled. And, um, of course, family vacations and trips. And, you know, we've all just been in this season. And so as we're getting anxious to move into the next season, I think we need to really kind of pause and guard our hearts for what may or may not happen in the next season. A couple years ago... Um, and actually probably every year this time. Um, but th- there's like a seed catalog that comes in the mail. I don't know if you guys get that. But I subscribed, like I bought seeds one time. And so every year at the same time of year, this seed catalog comes. And it usually comes like end of February, beginning of March. And, you know, I remember just going out to the mailbox a couple years ago. And my heart just like quickened a little bit at the sight of like beautiful purple flowers on the cover of the seed catalog. And every time it arrives, it just kind of brings with it this hope of an end to like the cold winter days and longer nights. And I just remember chuckling to myself um, as I pulled it out of the mailbox because it just became like this representation of a new season, Um, right? And that's kind of what we're looking forward to when we're in a hard season, a cold season, a long season. And so it was definitely a learning year for me. Um, when that seed catalog arrived, I immediately started to like dog ear the pages of the things that I wanted to order. Um, I planned out like this diagram of how I wanted to arrange things in my mind's vegetable garden. I was dreaming of like the flower there's certain flowers that are deterrent to deer and we have a lot of deer around here. So I was going to, you know, put a border around there and just really spent my whole day, um, fantasizing really about what this garden was going to look like. And I decided to order online cause I didn't want to take the extra time it would take to send the order through snail mail, snail mail. And, you know, never mind the fact that there was still a foot of snow on the ground, this garden planning became, almost like a saving grace for me a week later there was still a foot of snow on the ground so I would put on my snow boots and my hat and I would trudge down to the mailbox every day at three o'clock to see if my seeds had arrived and Friday that week they had and you would have thought that envelope contained almost a blood transfusion or something that this giddy excitement that accompanied me to the house was not only unnatural but it was unhealthy and my family realized that when i honestly traded seed organizing over making dinner that night i i mean i had already bought soil seed starter pots labels greenhouse covers and a special light everything was ready to go uh courtesy of amazon prime it got there really quick And as I got to work, I could only focus on one thing, nurturing my little seeds to life, looking forward to a new season. Two weeks later, um, I did have this promise of new life as all my little garden plants started to pop their heads out of their dormant phase, looking for sunshine and fresh air, just like I was. They were ready, but there was still a foot of snow on the ground. And I just remember thinking, okay, it's fine. I will just keep them growing inside the house until it's time to plant them outside. But there was no space on the dining room table for, you know, actual dining. And I had to move them to a table in our entryway. And I continued to care for my little plants for the next month. But the thing is, is we live in rural Pennsylvania in the snow belt. And it was only March. And there was still a foot of snow on the ground. And I realized that 
I would now have to keep these things alive for at least two, if not three more months. And I don't know why I didn't think that through. I, I got so captivated by pushing for the season to start sooner than it should. And so what had started as a fun way to deal with the winter restlessness had become another burden that I was just kind of beginning to dread. And in fact, when the time came for, uh, our, like we, flan- we planned a family vacation in May, the weather was still too cold to put the plants in the ground. And so by the time we got back from our family vacation, all of my plants were basically dead. All that time and effort and money and, in, you know, looking forward to, to planting them, I had nothing to show for it. It was just, it was all wasted. And, and as I was thinking about the practical application for this season, for seasons of waiting, I, I think we can all get like that. We can get ahead of ourselves and try to force something that it isn't time for. And the restlessness of those winter seasons can blind us to that reality. And as I started to feel that same sense this year, I wanted to recognize it and turn it to something else. The book of Matthew in chapter 6, I'm going to share uh, two verses, uh, verse 33 and verse 34. And this is something the Lord put on my heart. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. And man, is that is that true? Uh, we have enough trouble today that we don't really need to be worried about tomorrow. Um, you know, right now, we do have enough toilet paper in our house. But we also have three girls, and they are in seasons where they need parented. And looking ahead to what tomorrow might bring doesn't fix the problems of today. So getting back to this posture of seeking first the kingdom, what's that mean? Well, looking around at my friends, my family, my people, I started to see needs. And so maybe that meant making a meal for a friend that was having a baby. Or maybe that meant a handwritten note to a family member who lived across the country who has just been in isolation. Or maybe it meant a warm cup of coffee with a close friend and who we've been seeing during quarantine, so don't worry, we're okay. But um, And maybe that's just extra snuggles with my quickly growing tween who I know is not going to probably want to snuggle with me next year. So seeking first those needs that are very real and very present is a way to seek first the kingdom. And I think many times we're so distracted by trying to find things to keep us busy when we're restless that we can miss the things that God tries to show us that he is busy with. The reality is, is he is always at work and he wants us to join him in that work. And it's not that he needs us, but it's because we need him. I started doing something about a year ago. Uh, One of our seminary professors recommended this and it's been really life changing for us. It's a prayer of intention when... I get out of bed in the morning and I, I, I think I'll write it up and I'll, I'll link into this show notes for you guys if you want to use it. 
but it's just a way to align your heart, your mind, your spirit with what God is doing. So first thing in the morning when I wake up, it's an admittance to God that I do tend to do things on my own and be independent and try to figure out ways to avoid being restless. And so it's almost like a confession where I'm saying, okay, God, I confess that I do do this and and forgive me because the reality is, is apart from you, we can do nothing. Apart from God, we can do nothing, good, bad, or ugly. Um, We are in a season of dependence. And um, and I say that, and I don't mean to be casual with that, but good, anything good we do, there's nothing permanently good unless we're doing it because God has ordained us to do it and God has called us and led us to do it. Um, the bad, I, I mean, when we're stuck in, in the bad, um, th- we can't get out of that unless we come to God and ask for his forgiveness and his help. And certainly the ugly, this has been a very ugly last year for a lot of people. And as we're looking towards an end to that season, there's a transition that has to happen and it is messy and it is hard. And apart from him, we can't, we can't do it. And so this prayer of intention that we've been praying in the morning that I've been praying in the morning aligns our heart in a way where instead of saying, okay, God, I'm going to do this, this, and this today, and I'm going to ask you to bless it. Instead, it's this perspective of, God, what are you doing, and how can I help? And I think even just that perspective shift has helped me in this season to realize that none of this is a surprise to him, that he has not stopped working just because the rest of the world has, He has not stopped moving upon the hearts of his children, and he has not stopped having a plan and a hope for us. And so coming to this place of just dependence before my feet even hit the ground in the morning has really changed my posture throughout this whole season. So I think that's my encouragement for you um, to recognize the season that we're in, to recognize God's timing in the season and not to force it and also not to avoid the restlessness instead to look for the things that God is doing. And I'll tell you, um, that definitely changes things. We were, I was praying that prayer the other day because I was just, you know, missing our church family and missing regular life and, you know, all the things that we, you know, want to do, going to the zoo when it's nice out and all the things, my kids having sports. And I, I realized that I was kind of just like complaining to God, which is okay. You know, he's big enough to handle those complaints that we have and he wants us to bring into him. But praying that prayer with intention and saying, okay, God, show me what you're doing and how I can help. There have been at least two or three different people in the last week that God has just sent me. We were literally walking down our road and this older gentleman pulls up and he was looking for a house to buy because he wants to move. He was 78 years old and he just needed somebody. He needed somebody to talk to. He needed somebody to, he was just lonely. I mean, we're all just in isolation. He was just lonely. So we, we talked for about 15 minutes and I had an opportunity to pray for him and then he drove away. And I thought, man, like, 
how different is that than me saying, okay, I'm going to go and I'm going to forge a plan and I'm going to ask you to bless it, God. It's so much different when we say to God, what are you doing and how can I help? And he is faithful and he, he wants to use us and he wants us to see him move and work in powerful ways. And so this week, let's come to that space. Let's come to that space where we're saying, okay, God, I know I can't do this without you. I know I'm in a posture of utter dependence, but I want to seek the kingdom first. I want to seek you and your will for my life first. And then, you know, what's that scripture say? All these things will be added to you. All, all the other stuff is going to work out. Ultimately, if we put God in the place that he deserves, everything else is going to work out. So this year, when my seed catalog comes, uh, I, I think my daughter and I are going to spend the morning cutting out all the pretty pictures of the flowers and we're going to use them to make a nice card for our elderly neighbors. And we might take that along with uh, some homemade cookies or something over for a visit. And you know what? It's okay if there's still snow on the ground because it's not about our timing. It's about his. Guys, I want to spend a, a couple moments in prayer and I want to just remind you that I want to be here for you. So thank you for those of you that sent emails in this week. I am planning on using them uh, for some topics for some future episodes. And if you need prayer, if you need prayer or you just want to talk about something or you have something that you want me to address, I want to be that space for you. I want to be that safe space. So let's go ahead and let's pray. God, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you that you can see into these moments when we are restless, our spirits are restless, aching for the next season. God, we thank you that you care about us, that you love us, that you know these moments that we have just carried with us in in these seasons of waiting. God, I thank you that you also have never ceased to be at work. And Lord, I pray for a perspective shift that as we seek the kingdom first, that we would also start to recognize moments where you are at work and you are moving and you are calling us to yourself to help. Not because you need our help, but because we need you. Thank you, God, for who you are. Thank you for sending Jesus so that we could have access to you. Thank you for the ways that you are growing and leading and helping us to learn. In Jesus' name, amen. Bye, guys. Talk to you next week. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call in your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.